Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hey, folks, before we start the show, let's talk about our Amazon link for the holidays at BobSeska.com. Whether you're shopping for yourself or if you're buying music by one of our excellent indie bands or if you're getting a jump on your holiday shopping without leaving your house, don't forget to use our Amazon link just beneath the logo at BobSeska.com. Our special link will take you to the front page of Amazon.com where you can go shopping until you're dropping. And by doing so through our link, we receive a teeny tiny commission on some of your purchases. Thanks for shopping through our Amazon link. And now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Are you Gus's son? I'm Owen. You the shower curtain fella? Yeah, yeah, Del Griffin. How are you? This is Neil Page from Chicago. Hi. Pleased to meet you both. <laughs> I'm to drive you to Wichita to catch a train? Yeah, we'd appreciate it. Train don't run out of Wichita. Hmm? Unless you're a hog or a cattle. <laughs> People train runs out of stub, Bill. That'll be fine. That'll, That'll be just fine. Oh. Oh, leave it be. Get your lazy behind out here and put that trunk up in the back. Oh, no, no, the word we've got it. It's very heavy. She don't mind. She's short and skinny, but she's strong. Her first baby? Come out sideways. She didn't scream or nothing. Isn't that something? You're a real trooper. <laughs> we've got it. We've got we've it already. Got it. It's done. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Bob Seska. Today's Rachel Maddow Show Award for Headline Excellence goes to Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show. <laughs> Tis that season when we all go. <laughs> From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, November 17, 2020, and this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello. Day 1,399 of the Trump crisis, 64 days until Inauguration Day. I can't effing wait. Sitting right over there. Look it. It's him. He's here. Buzz Burbank from Buzz Burbank News and Comment. Hi, Buzz. Wait, 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 wait. I, hang on a second, Bob. I'm, I'm, I am I'm. got to brush the crumbs off my jacket from the graham crackers. 
and you you smell like lavender. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. He is Bob. I'm Buzz. And no, we won the election. <laughs> At, you know, Bob, I know how big a Batman fan you are. I am. And, and, and I am too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I discovered that in one version of the Batman saga, uh, Penguin briefly gets elected as mayor of Gotham City. Yep. That was a smoother transition. Uh, it, it's it's true uh, what you've heard. I am retiring from my weekly newscast, not from this show, just from the weekly newscast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's no truth to the rumor that I'll be replaced by Dick York. <laughs> See, kids, there is this show called Bewitched. See, a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Look it up. It'll make the whole thing funnier. Yeah. Uh, Marsh and I, by the way, Bob, very excited. Marsh and I are really looking forward to having you and Kimberly over for Thanksgiving. Oh, really? <laughs> almost said that with a straight face. Um, I think you're really going to like our Jello mold, Bob. This year we made it with hand sanitizer. <laughs> Yummy. I can't it's wait. Clear. Delicious. You can, you can see right through it. Um, oh, oh, oh. And Bob, uh, L- Lindsey Graham called just before the show. Uh, yeah, he, he called to ask if we could throw out some of the jokes. The Bob Seska Show. The truth? I'm all ears. <laughs> okay, the truth. Well, that's so silly because it's somebody's version of the truth. To tell the truth. I, I don't mean to go like... I, no, I it isn't truth. Truth isn't truth. Hey, no, it isn't truth. <laughs> truth isn't truth. truth the President of the United States hey, says, I didn't. Truth is a truth. Mr. Mayor, do you realize what? No, I, 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 that's the truth. Trump says, I didn't tell him. And the other guy says that he did say it, which is the truth. Don't do, don't do this to me. <laughs> At this rate, Trump is going to wind up behind bars with Giuliani visiting him and saying, don't worry, Donald, prison isn't prison. Truth. <laughs> the truth you can't handle the truth and now holy shit that guy oh. rudy is uh is representing donald trump in pennsylvania and this stupid fuckery that he's engaged in right now we're going to talk about and, all of that coming up and that guy rocky mountain mike is, is a genius that that was an amazing production very <laughs> yes indeed. very impressive excellent job oh that was beautiful so, excellent job mike so let's talk about the big announcement from last Thursday. Everyone's everyone what? on Twitter. Everyone's talking about Buzz Burbank's gigantic huh? announcement on Buzz Burbank News and Comment last Thursday, and it's uh, you can't get away from it. Everywhere I go on social media, I talk to people, I get DMs. It's all about Buzz. What's happening with Buzz? So you announced on Thursday that as of what what January something that you will <laughs> no longer be doing your Buzz Burbank News and Comment show, right? Uh, randomly, Bob, I'm just going to say the day after the inauguration. Okay. I thought that would be a good time. <laughs> January 21st, yeah. which has actually been my plan all along. It mm-hmm. was my plan four years ago, as I said uh, last Thursday. Uh, and by the way, my gosh, uh, thank you for the funeral you guys threw for me uh, last <laughs> Thursday. That was that was lovely. Uh, you just I'm, get a hint I, of what it's going to be like when it actually happens. <laughs> I, Jody's Jody's dramatic tears, and, uh, uh, but but and the very kind words from T Rex. Right. Uh, really, it was uh, it was embarrassing, and uh, the thank you for the very uh, too many kind words that you said about me at that time. I just wanted to be sure and 
acknowledge that and thank you. Yeah, for yeah. It. Well, and to be clear, you're not leaving this show. You're still no, going to be here no. on Tuesday, and that's. Uh, I think that's what everyone wanted to know. It's like, okay, Buzz Burbank News and Comment. Well, yeah, we can get rid of that. But we don't need that. <laughs> as long as he's still. No, I'm kidding, of course. Everyone... Well, the, the, I, you know, the, honestly, the, hopefully the need for it isn't as urgent. I mean, it's my time, you know, but but also the, the need for it isn't as great, I don't think, after January 21st. Yeah. Uh, I stayed to cover this house fire. And. Uh, right. Uh, hopefully the house fire and and the embers well the house fire itself at least will be out <laughs> on January 20th and so uh the day after that I thought I'd wrap it all up and go home <laughs> <laughs> so how does it feel to have made this announcement I mean this Weird. is a big fucking deal I mean we're talking about decades of doing the news almost every day and now yeah. that's really not going to be a part of your life anymore <laughs> You gotta, you gotta stop somewhere. And I thought, well, the dead of winter and uh, you know the heart of a pandemic—that's yeah. the time to really get out and do stuff. So, uh, do, I mean, do you I, feel nervous? Do you feel relieved? Yeah, Is yeah there... a little of both, yeah. all, all of the above. I mean, uh, it's gonna be weird, and I, I have grown to love uh, researching and reading, and uh, reading, and then and then writing, and then yeah. reading to people what I've written. I've grown so fond of that that I can't imagine staying completely away from it. But I just wanted to get off the daily treadmill, which during the Trump administration has been voluminous, the likes of which I've never seen. Not to complain, but many of my Wednesdays, my deadline day, the day before the morning of the show, uh, many of those days have been 13-hour days in recent weeks. And uh, after working full days Monday and Tuesday as well, and uh, a little time before that to prepare for uh, you know, the writing session. So yeah. it, it's been a tremendous uh, amount of work, and I'm sorry to use that word. Uh, I'll use Biden's <laughs> word instead. I'll I use Biden's word instead. Look. Uh, we <laughs> you always know Joe Biden's losing his train of thought, too, when he says, in fact. Watch for that. When he's losing his train okay, of thought, it's I always, will. in I fact, will. and then something that he's trying to... <laughs> but but he follows through, man, yeah, and, he, yeah, and he does that yeah. because he overcame the stuttering. And, that's right. Uh, the, he may have a crutch there, but as long as he can complete the thought, that's more than the current president can do. Yeah, and speaking of the current president, though, what would you have done if Trump had won the election? Leave anyway, because you people would have been... <laughs> Honestly, because it would have been hopeless. You people yeah. are hopeless if you reelect Trump, and you didn't. Yeah. So God bless you. And uh, either, but either way, I was leaving. I, you know, I honestly I felt that it was a lost cause if mm. he got reelected. I'm banging my head against a wall yeah. to yeah. go any further uh, at this point, and that I would be better off in the streets and perhaps in part of some organized political effort that didn't involve recording a podcast. So. Uh, you know, they, they certainly wasn't going to stop being a citizen, but, uh, you know, I just, I didn't want to be part of that yeah. coverage anymore. There's an immense quality to Buzz Burbank News and Comment, your Thursday podcast, which, by the way, for the longest time, you were doing every single day of the week, which was Herculean, yeah. but then... Well, no, that was easy, and, and yeah, that's stupid me. I was doing a show 15 days a week. Uh, uh, 15, 15 days a week. <laughs> yeah, that seemed like... Seemed like well, that's, been, that's during the Trump era. <laughs> right. I was doing a 15-minute show uh, five days a week, and I thought, well, I'm going to do the John Stewart thing and make the last show of the week Thursday. So I'll just yeah. do Monday through Thursday. And 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 then I thought, well, you know, here, I'll just do it once a week. Yeah. I'll put in a couple of days prep, 
do it, it'll be easy, no problem. I had no idea that the amount of information that would need to be processed would balloon yeah. to, to the proportions that it did. So it, it became a monstrous task, but by God, I was going to stay on that bucking Bronco until it finished, and <laughs> and, uh, and I did. So, yeah, yeah. ha-ha. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You did an amazing job sticking with it, and given the fact that there is so much preparation, it's difficult to yeah. emphasize how much work went into one single show, especially in the age of podcast where we kind of all get on. I mean, obviously, there's some show prep and so on. I have elements that I play and so on. Of course. But, I mean, for the most part, podcasts are generally a couple people, few people, you know, Talking. shooting the shit for an hour, right. two hours, whatever it happens to be. You would sit and script a newscast that mm-hmm. would last maybe an hour and a half. Uh, Sometimes. And you, and you would start that script at the beginning of the week and have it ready for Thursday. An immense amount of preparation and thought would went into those podcasts. And how hard was it to start on Monday mornings? Again, not complaining, marveling <laughs> at at, at the, the challenge of starting on Monday morning, not knowing all the things that would happen between then and where do you start if you don't know what's yeah. going to happen between now and Thursday, which in the Trump era, uh, a lot happens. Yes, uh, it does. In, in previous presidencies, it didn't. But I, I thought it was going to you know, make my life easier by going to one day a week. I had no idea that it would remain a full-time job. And yeah. So... But, you know, like I said, I was all in and have been and still am. And uh, I've got like uh, seven more shows to do. And so you're kind of labeling these the final run. What did you add to your logo? uh, The final editions. Final editions. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. 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 Well, we're all going to be uh, sad to see you go as far as the news and comment goes, because that is as an institution, Buzz, it really was. It's sort of uh, picking up where people like Paul Harvey left off, where you get a comprehensive hour of thoughtful, interesting, insightful news. And it's rare these days. It's rare to get that kind of broadcast, that kind of podcast, as it were. One of my my hopes would be is that, uh, and I think people have picked up on this, uh, I hope I've helped guide people toward uh, the right sources for information. And uh, I hope I've laid some kind of helpful hints for people to go forward with. Well, as I said on Thursday, you deliver the news in a way that makes you feel like even if the news is dismal, you feel like you've got a pal telling you and that's yeah that yeah. takes a lot of talent yeah. it takes yeah. a lot of skill to be I able to know. do that it's like doctors who are able to break a cancer diagnosis or break some horrible diagnosis where you don't feel as if you're being clobbered where you feel like you've got a friend in the endeavor and that's an important thing i believe especially now well but, i've always thought i always thought of you know the relationship between uh, our shows or ourselves and the people who listen to our shows yeah. as uh, fairly intimate you know right. and uh, so yeah i'm i'm telling a friend as uh, uh, formally and yet uh, conversationally as I can, uh, what's going on? Well, uh, you know, we have this very good friend. His name is Rocky Mountain Mike. He uh, uh, yes. he teams up often with Mary in Ann Arbor, guys like Richard Hensel, uh, Nancy in Ann Arbor, and they have come through in the clutch with one of the most epic pieces of song parody work that i have ever heard and it is a tribute to you oh my gosh this is not only a tribute to you but it is going to continue to be as long as you're doing this show it is going to be your official jingle and of course pegging off of uh, what stephanie miller does on her show we like to have Uh jingles we like to have elements for everybody of course we all know for example uh jody hamilton's jingle which is one of my favorites is you know Uh this one jody on the show (laughs) which is classic yeah yeah so there's that one. Uh, we have Love this. It. We have this for T Rex. Yeah. Yeah, 
Jurassic Park theme, which is a little <laughs> generic, but I think this really works out well for, for David. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. good for him. But for the longest time, we were using something for you that was actually <laughs> a, a jump scare for, for a lot of our, <laughs> that lot of was our listeners. Fun. Yeah, our, Aubrey Fletcher, one of our listeners, always uh, uh, would write to me and say, Bob, that scared the shit out of me. Mike Elson. We, we hear that. <laughs> People are got, jumping out of their pants. He got some warning that time. <laughs> but now, finally, this, this piece of work, well, without any further ado, here comes Rocky Mountain Mike. When you say buzz, <laughs> he said a lot of things nobody else would say. When you say buzz, he's told a lot of jokes you'd hear on Father's Day. <laughs> when you say buzz, you tell the world you want your podcast from the very best. There is no other guy who has done all of this. Because the king of news, he likes to reminisce. When you say Buzz Burbank, you've said it all. Oh. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Oh, man. Rocky Mountain Mike, Mary and Nancy in Ann Arbor with a vocal tour de force. Holy oh, shit. That is. No kidding. I must have played Thank- that. When Rocky Mountain Mike sent that to me, Buzz, I must have played that a thousand times. Just on Endless Loop. I'm listening to it all day. Kimberly's well, going crazy in the other room. Bob, would you stop playing that jingle <laughs> over and over again? You're going to make her hate me. Um,. <laughs> No, that's, gosh, that's incredible. Well, you know, everybody loves that jingle, but yeah. that performance of it, and again, Rocky Mountain Mike's production of mm-hmm. it, uh, the the singing by him and, and Nancy and Marianne, oh, man, that was just really too much. It was wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, we also have, uh, I made a little brief version that we can beat to oh, death. Oh, good. That's better. When you say <laughs> you've said it all. Boom, boom. Yeah, oh, there it great. is. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need a copy of that. By the way, yeah, the, the, absolutely. The long, the long version. <laughs> well, also get used to hearing it every Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make my house, uh, housemate, crazy with it. Too, so. <laughs> okay. Well, moving along here too. Yeah. Thank you. Fuckery, fuckery, fuckery all over the place. Um, There's a little of that. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of that. We started out uh, talking about Rudy Giuliani and how Rudy Mm -hmm. is taking over in Pennsylvania, clearly because Donald Trump's not interested in winning any of these lawsuits. I mean, I think that's the big takeaway here. He's got... That was never... Yeah, it was never the point. The the point never was to win them. They knew they wouldn't win them. The lawyers certainly knew they had nothing, but maybe Donald didn't know that and sent them in anyway. So they did the best they could with, you know, nothing. Right. And... uh, uh, and the results are clear. Uh, I understand the last uh, Pennsylvania case is underway today, uh, but but uh, they in fact dropped most aspects of even the Pennsylvania case yesterday. Uh, the uh, Trump team did, uh, so there's very little of that lawsuit left, and that was the last one. What is he doing? What is Donald Trump thinking right now? I mean, obviously he's quite addled and fucked up. You know, mm-hmm. he's pitching this gigantic hissy fit, but. Did he not know about the Four Seasons total landscaping debacle <laughs> with Rudy Giuliani? I mean, seems to me as if that would be enough to say, hey, maybe we shouldn't have that guy around anymore. But, you know, here we are where he's now. He's desperate. No one <laughs> yeah. else will work for him. Right. Jones Day quit. All the law firms have quit that have been helping him with these challenges up to, to this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they've all quit now except for one, except for uh, the team he put together. Even a couple of lawyers uh, that he uh, had considered hiring before but had decided against 
he's so scraping the bottom of the barrel now, he's gone for them. Uh, mm-hmm. The Geneva, uh, the guy from Fox News, yeah, uh, and uh, his wife, I believe. I can't Gloria remember. Tensing? Is that, Gloria Tensing? That that's her? right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Tensing. That's correct. Or Victoria, one of the two. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, yeah. Tensing. Uh, but yeah, so he had initially rejected them and, and went back to them and said, well, I've changed my mind. Would you like to work for me? And they said, uh, no. <laughs> and uh, so he's down to he's down to Rudy, and and he knows Rudy's not going to do it for him. Yeah. But it isn't about that. It's about buying time, hanging on, uh, doing what he can to sabotage government in time for Joe Biden's arrival. Yeah. Well, maybe it's that Rudy just doesn't mind all the jars of urine lined up along the wall in the Oval Office. Maybe he doesn't mind that Trump is growing his oh, fingernails no. out and wearing tissue boxes on his feet. Have you looked into Rudy's eyes? Do you think he would mind those things? <laughs> I think Rudy's got his own collection of jars of urine. Exactly, I think that's, Bob. They, that's the one thing. That's the Venn diagram overlap between these guys, <laughs> among other things. But uh, I mean, the other day, Trump at least admitted Oops. that Biden won the election. He said uh, uh, he won because the election was rigged. No vote watchers or observers, blah, 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 blah. But uh, for a brief moment, he said Biden won. What this is really about, and the reason he almost said it, uh, almost spoke the truth and stopped himself and retracted it and went the other way, tweeting twice that he'd won the election even after admitting that he hadn't. Mm -hmm. Uh, The reason he's doing that is to hang on to his base, uh, or as uh, Commercial Enterprise calls it, his customer base. Uh, He wants to hang on to his customers for whatever he may do next, Mm -hmm. whether it's political, commercial, or something else, or whatever he thinks he's going to do next. I still contend, and I want to address this too, I still contend that he's going to jail. Yeah. Uh, I believe it will happen at the hands of state and local prosecutors. I think there may be some federal charges, but, and this is the part I wanted to get to just briefly, and that is that uh, Joe Biden has said that he doesn't want to make his administration about talking about Donald Trump every day. Yeah. So he doesn't want, he wants to focus on a very important and very progressive, I might add, agenda. Uh, And he can't do that if he's constantly looking backward at Donald Trump, his administration is, not to mention the political charges that would be leveled against him for doing so when, in fact, he does intend to try to unite the nation. So he feels, and I think he's right about this, that it's counterproductive. He doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't have to get his hands dirty. State and local prosecutors can arrest Donald Trump at the foot of those stairs when uh, the Air Force plane drops him off at Mar-a-Lago or wherever he's going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so I, I'm, I think that there can be justice. There must be justice. I, I've said it before. I don't want vengeance. I want justice. This is not about getting even with Donald Trump. This is making him accountable and his people accountable for what the horrible nightmarish things they have done over the last four years. They cannot get away with that. They must be appropriately punished, regardless of what crime they are punished for, Yeah. Uh, so that uh, Biden doesn't have to get his hands dirty with this and can move forward with his progressive agenda. And I hope liberals don't beat each other up about this because I think, I think Biden knows what he's doing here, and I think we need to continue to back him 
until we see it's not working. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's got a good plan here, a good approach, a good uh, strategy. And uh, I think we should back him on that and let the state and local prosecutors, they are they are salivating to get their hands on Donald Trump. Well, I hope they are. I hope that the charges end up being criminal on some level. I know Cy Vance's sure. investigation would end up in criminal charges against Trump. I know that uh, at the same time, Letitia James's investigation of Trump organization would only land uh, some sort of civil penalty, some sort of uh, financial penalty, maybe the shuttering of uh, the Trump organization itself. That's possible, she, too. But She can refer for criminal charges, however, yeah. uh, she, to other agencies. Uh, ah. And and uh, those agencies, even under Biden, uh, the IRS, for example, may be compelled to take action. Uh, that action wouldn't emanate from Joe Biden. It would emanate from Letitia James, who referred charges to the IRS. So I, I think there's a way to get justice, the justice we must have, uh, and not have Biden get his hands dirty. You know, I respect what Biden said as far as uh, having concerns about investigations further dividing the country and, and so on. But at the same time, I feel like that's kind of a reaction to the fact that so many of Trump's supporters are radicalized right now. It, it seems to me there's a an undertow of fear there, that if we go down this road, that Trump's supporters are going to go indiscriminately bananas. Well, I got news for you. They're going to go indiscriminately bananas anyway. I mean, irrespective Some. of whether the attorney general goes after Trump and his family and everyone who Some. is uh, enabling him. And so this is something that is fait accompli. It's inevitable that they're just going to go nuts no matter who Some. it is, no matter where it is. Yeah, yeah. But, Some. Yeah. And I really want to emphasize that. Uh, there are uh, an alarming number of Republicans who are, as you put it, radicalized right now. Mm. Uh, more, more than usual. Uh, and, of course, Trump is at, at the heart of all that. But how many of those are willing to take any kind of action? Um, I, I, don't, I, I don't think that uh, – I think many of them aren't willing to put their muscles where their mouths are. My favorite analogy of the week is you know how a child throws a tantrum until they stop because they're tired? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we're going to see some of that. I think – we're going to see some Republicans honestly say, hey, this guy's not so bad, this Joe Biden. <laughs> I think, I, no, I honestly. I'm sorry, I, Buzz, I, but I, man. Yeah. No, I, I, honestly, I honestly think they will. Uh, not Obviously not perhaps even the majority of mm. them for, for partisan reasons. Yeah. But as far as the radicalized element of the Republican Party, I don't know if the percentage is as big as uh, it may seem. Uh, and I don't, and I also think it will shrink and fade uh, like clothes washed in hot water. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I think one of my concerns, obviously, I'm much more uh, hard-lined about punishing this cabal. And I think at the same time, sure. the accountability here and yes. the future of the republic outweighs yes. any political concerns that Joe Biden might have in the near term. So well, I hope, that's I mean, I, one I just, of... But I do, I do understand, though, that he to a certain extent, has to remain above it. He can't be seen as egging it on. What he has to do is at least have an attorney general who's willing to at least take a look at what's going on and there, find out if there are think, criminal yeah. investigations to be had. I can't help but think that there are going to be matters that uh, parts of the federal government cannot ignore. But here's here's the other thing you got to give Biden credit for. This isn't just a political wish on his part. This is part of a strategy, and that strategy includes uh, looking to the future. 
he wants to be more about, and you've talked about this a lot, Bob. This is exactly the thing you've asked for. He wants to focus on fixing the things that allowed a Donald Trump to happen so that it can never happen again. That, in my mind, is far more constructive than, than, you know, just going out on an all-out vengeance war against Trump and everybody connected to him. I, like I said, I there must be justice. I, along with everybody else, demand justice, but not vengeance. Uh, and uh, it 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 can't be to the degree that it derails the Biden administration that we just elected to accomplish these progressive things. Well, I mean, on one hand, I feel the need for vengeance personally, but I'm a podcaster, <laughs> you know. But if an attorney general, whoever the incoming attorney general happens to be, uh, respects the rule of law, then they're going to follow the rule of law. If the, if Donald Trump yeah, spent four years, true. I mean, look, he also opened the door with regard regard to investigating previous administrations because of the John Durham probe, Bill Barr and John Durham, the uh, U.S. attorney from Connecticut, investigating the Obama uh, Biden administration for crossfire hurricane. And so with that being the precedent now, Donald Trump has kind of opened this door on himself. And if it's, I, you know, I, I, I mean, I an attorney general going after someone for the sake of vengeance, probably a bad idea. But an attorney general going after Donald Trump and his people for violations against the rule of law, for violations of uh, the things that we uh, cherish in this country, that is, I think, necessary. I, I think that's something that they need to pursue. And I think Congress yeah, is also going to pursue that. But proceed with caution, <clears throat> I would, I would urge you, because... Uh, we cannot let Republicans characterize this administration as being all about revenge on Trump. So, yeah, I think there are ways to do that. I think some of the things can be low keyed. It just it, it you know there will there will be enforcement and 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 justice that will need to be imparted. Yeah. But it can't be about that. I'm looking at and this is from my script for this week. Biden wants the national minimum wage raised to 15 bucks an hour. He wants to finally slap real penalties on companies that fire workers trying to organize a union. He wants to crack down on companies like Uber that misclassify full-time workers as independent contractors so those companies can get out of paying benefits. He wants farm workers and domestic workers to get federal labor protection for a change. These are these are the things that we elected him to do. These are things we want him and have wanted him to do. And he cannot do them if either his administration becomes bogged down in these investigations or Republicans are allowed to transmit the uh, perception that the Biden administration is about nothing more than punishing Donald Trump. So, again, I listened before anybody beats me up. I with you. I, I, with you, uh, believe that, you know, I, I believe I believe that the justice, we must have justice. I believe that th- there must be accountability. Uh, I believe that the horrible crimes of the Trump administration must be punished. We just can't make it about that. We can't make it a show. Uh, and I, I think we just need to proceed very carefully. Got to do it. Got to do it right, I yeah, think. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, we will be characterized as being, and we'll spend all of our time looking. Do you want to spend the next four years still thinking about Trump? I I don't. I mean, I, I want to move on. I want to accomplish some of the things that Biden wants to accomplish, not just in labor, but in education, health care, and, and so much more. Well, I think uh, from day one, 
It's going to happen. The Republicans are going to go nuts on Joe Biden saying he's trying to delete or cancel or whatever the entire Trump administration. And that's going to happen on day one when Joe Biden signs these executive orders reversing a bunch of the Trump policies. So it's inevitable. The Republicans are going to be assholes of the highest order for the next four to eight years. That is for certain. I'm not not saying they won't, but let's take away that tool. Let's take away that piece of ammunition to the degree that we can and still achieve justice okay well they're at least going to find something but uh they'll find something to yell about they'll they'll make it up if they have to oh as always i totally we totally agree on that i just let's not set them up let's not give them ammunition where it isn't necessary uh let's seek justice but uh not in a way that characterizes that as uh the thrust of this administration. Sounds good, Buzz Burbank. When you say Buzz Burbank. See? You've said it all. Boom, boom. There you go. <laughs> okay. Well, each year you want to find a special gift to give uh, family members and friends, but it can be a challenge to find something unique. With bestfamilygifts.com, you can get custom canvas prints for a truly one-of-a-kind gift. Choose one of the beautiful prints from bestfamilygifts.com, add the names of the special people in your life, and bestfamilygifts.com customizes your chosen print. Imagine glorious ocean sunsets, autumnal forests, or classy black and white vistas. See the collection for yourself at bestfamilygifts.com. You can personalize the text of each print with the names of the people you love, including family, friends, or even your pets. These really are the perfect, perfect gifts for family and friends. Anyone can get regular canvas framed artwork, but who can say they have custom artwork specifically personalized for them? Go to bestfamilygifts.com to see the entire amazing collection of custom canvas prints for yourself and get a 20% discount on your first order with the promo code Stephanie. That's bestfamilygifts.com. Remember to use the code Stephanie for 20% off your first order. Bestfamilygifts.com code Stephanie, thank you. The Bob Seska Show. I gotta, every time I hear freak bass, I gotta air bass along with it. That's what I'm sure. doing here. All right, yeah, the great freak bass, my good friend Freak. A brand new uh, quarantine single called Get Out of Your Own Head. Oh, I play, love it. play that funky music, white boy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I can't get enough. And uh, I know, I yeah. love it. So good, so good. Uh, BobSuska.com slash music if you want to submit. And if you find the page where this podcast is at BobSuska.com, you can click all the links to support Freak Bass and all the bands here on the show. Do that. Yeah, we got one last indie music countdown coming up at the end of this month, but we don't do one at the end of December because in December there's going to be, well, there's going to be a little Christmas music toward the end of the month uh, as we get into the real meat and potatoes of the holiday season. Prior to that, we're going to be recapping all of our favorite uh, songs with uh, either 
women vocalists or all uh-huh. women bands, all women performing artists. So we're wow. going to do that for the uh, first couple of months of December there, which we, we started last year as a tradition, and we're going to do that again. I think that's a, a great way to spotlight uh, some of our recording artists here without putting the burden on me to do a goddamn indie music countdown on, like, <laughs> New Year's Day. <laughs> I don't want to do. I want to take that, uh, that time off. Yeah. yeah, I know, I know. But uh, speaking of the show, um, next week... No shows next week. We're going to be taking all of uh, next week off for the Thanksgiving holiday. And for me to, uh, uh, sorry, goddamn, for me to uh, recharge my outrage tanks. You know, and again, looking forward to having you over with the uh, hand sanitizer jello mold. You can... (laughs) You can see the little fruits suspended in it because it's clear. It's yeah. wonderful. Well, even if you, even if it was a regular Jello mold, I think Kimberly would run up with the hand sanitizer and spray it all over the Jello mold. So one way or another, <laughs> it's going to taste like hand sanitizer. Yeah, and when we come back in in two weeks from today, uh, when Bob and I rejoin uh, all of you on uh, two weeks from now, yeah. uh, the top ten hottest Christmas toys for twenty twenty. Oh, I can't so, wait! All right, that's going to be that. so much fun. Yeah. When you say Bob's You've said it all. Boom, boom. There it is. Okay, moving along here. Uh, Lindsey Graham. Speaking of violating the law, Lindsey Graham is violating Senate ethics rules to help Trump steal the election in Georgia, also in uh, Nevada. Where else did he call? He called uh, the Secretary of State in uh, Arizona, I believe. Oh, man. Trying to get legal votes thrown out. He's trying to get mail-in ballots just thrown out for no reason. Well, they just, you know, they're mail-in ballots, so they must be fraudulent. We just get them thrown out, and it's all going to require Lindsey Graham helping Trump steal the election. I can't I can't wait to, to read the real and complete story of how Lindsey Graham went from being John McCain's buddy to Donald Trump's buddy. There's a story yeah. there. We all know there is, mm-hmm. and there are lots of good guesses as to how that came about exactly, but I want to know exactly yeah. how that happened. Uh, I know Obama, in his new book, uh, compared Lindsay to, uh, in a spy thriller movie, or in a spy thriller, uh, Lindsay is the guy who sells everybody out to save his skin. <laughs> That's right. Well, I, I think we all know. I think we have a sense yeah. of what's going on there, and it involves Donald Trump and Jared Kushner going through all kinds of uh, classified materials, uh, personal files, things like that, FBI files, and attaining as much compromise as they can. They're using national security uh, secrets and classified information, classified and- documents, to blackmail people they need to support them. And I'm almost entirely convinced that's what happened with Lindsey Graham. Wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. Do you think one of the delays of the transition is that they are also shredding documents? Oh my God, yes. In fact, I put a tweet out today that said, you know, for any national security experts, is there a way to forensically backtrack to find out what documents were accessed by the Trump administration throughout this entire four years? There's got to be some kind of trail so at least digital trail that will lead you to the documents that were accessed and i i would guess that normally there isn't but with these clowns running the buttons probably probably easily get back to it yeah that's right well i and malcolm nance seems to believe that there is a possible way to do that um Good. i was only getting Good. i was only getting this information secondhand but someone jumped into the comments and said yeah malcolm nance was talking about something along those lines so maybe uh, we'll have to have malcolm nance on the show before the administration would starts that would yeah. be great that yeah. would be great he would know yeah because that's again another thing that has to happen we got to find out the shit that went down how they violated yes, uh, yes. the different rules and norms and institutions and, of the executive branch in order to do what we, they need to do and honestly there have been so many tr- crimes and transgressions 
that you could probably spend the next four administrations investigating and prosecuting them. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I think there's a, a sort of a point of diminishing return on that. Mm. I love the idea of fixing those things so they don't happen again. That's a wonderful. I, it's one of one of the things I'm most excited. And I thought you would be, too, uh, because you've long talked about the need for reforms to make sure that a Donald Trump never happens again. And uh, a lot of the things Biden is talking about are aimed for exactly that. In fact, you know, I always think about that meeting, that hypothetical meeting, and maybe it happened, maybe it didn't happen, but that meeting between Donald Trump or one of Trump's henchmen and Lindsey Graham, or maybe Lindsey Graham's chief of staff or someone. I imagine it was one-to-one. It was like Trump and and Graham himself, and they're sitting in the Oval, and Trump says, yeah, it'd be a shame if your FBI file got leaked, wouldn't it? That'd be a terrible shame. And and, yeah, yeah, and that's all I think Lindsey Graham would need to hear to say, okay, whatever you say, Mr. President, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do whatever you need me to do. And that's kind of how that went down. I'm going to applaud that impression. (laughs) Thank you. But yeah, clearly this is a matter of compromising information being revealed to Lindsey Graham about himself and using that to coerce him into doing all of these horrible things that I swear to God, uh, John McCain is just screaming the F word right now. Just all of you MFers, why are you doing this to me? F you. Betraying the dead. That's nice. That's really a nice touch. Mm -hmm. Walter Schaub, meanwhile, former director of the Office of Government Ethics, wrote... uh, Uh, The allegation that the chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee, Lindsey Graham, pressured the Georgia Secretary of State to throw out lawfully cast votes describes conduct that threatens the foundation of our, our republic by one of the government's most senior officials. It must be investigated. And yeah, there it is. I again, the attorney general is independent from the White House and. So I'm just throwing right. that out there. There you go. Saying, and, yeah. and and Biden can make that claim, too. Yeah. Uh, the Justice Department can do all kinds of things, and, and, and Biden can say uh, they're independent. And mm-hmm. as, as, they, as they will be again, they will be independent. That's right. He won't have to lift a finger or get his hands dirty if he allows a DOJ and, well, for that matter, the postal inspectors and the IRS and everybody else to investigate things as they normally do, uh, while he can focus on... Uh, the progressive agenda. Now imagine the uh, House and possibly the Senate committees oh, please, please, please. not having to worry about forcing a subpoena through in order to get documents. I mean, if, if right. Adam Schiff or Richie Neal or whomever decides, okay, we're going to look into some of this shit now that Trump isn't going to stonewall us on getting documents and testimony. There's another thing, yeah. The investigations can absolutely be pursued by Congress, Mm -hmm. which also will want to avoid charges of looking backward instead of dealing with the crises at hand. But uh, certainly Congress will have the freedom, and that too will keep the dirt off Joe Biden's hands in terms of getting the justice we all demand. I didn't spend, you know, I, I, I... how hard you laughed at me is still echoing in my ear. Oh, I'm sorry. When, in my my optimism, but but I honestly think that uh, Biden's taking the right approach here. I really yeah. do. And I didn't spend the last four years writing these monstrous newscasts detailing all of these crimes just to let them go. That's no. That's not what I want to do at all. Yeah. Uh, but I want to make sure that the things we elected Joe Biden to do get done. Mm-hmm. And I again uh, underscore and embrace his plans to take steps and urge Congress to take steps 
to make sure that this never happens again. Those things, I think, uh, considering the crises at hand, are even more important than justice, which is a close second because we must have that too. Uh, like I said, I would have wasted my time otherwise. Well, you know, there's a, an upside to Joe Biden remaining above it all. And I, I'm being absolutely 1,000% serious when I say this. Being above it all means that you're not going to be in the way. And uh, that's uh, right. that's not the right. initial intention, but that's a side effect. Is like, okay, if Joe Biden stays above it all and says, you know what, I'm not, personally, I'm not going to go out, I'm not going to order anybody to investigate anything necessarily. At the same time, that means, well, I'm not going to stand in the way if someone down the right, line right. in the bureaucracy, someone in the uh, Department of Justice, whether it's a U.S. attorney, whether it's the attorney general themselves, or, or if it's a member of a congressional committee, a chairperson of the congressional committee. These are all things that if you're above it all, you're not a roadblock to it. So maybe Bob, there's a I'm, there. I'm above making a citizen's arrest, but it's okay if you do it. <laughs> See, there you go. <laughs> there All you he's got to do, Joe Biden just has to defer the responsibility to someone else. And I think he I can love be safe. This yeah. I also, as a side note, I don't know if we're getting to it or not, but I love the way uh, Biden is able to get uh, intelligence uh, through Kamala Harris, yes! theoretically, uh, who's on the Senate Intelligence Committee. Jesus. You know, after all the trouble Trump has gone to, ordering uh, government employees not to cooperate with the Biden team, mm -hmm. uh, you know, threatening to fire anybody in his administration who goes looking for a job before January 20th, which the head of the GSA has already done. Uh, you know, I, I, this is such sweet justice that uh, between the people Biden knows and the people his people know and what Kamala Harris can bring in terms of... Um, intelligence without the actual classified material uh you know this is going to be very helpful to the biden transition in the face of an administration that refuses to play well if you're looking to hire some assholes into your corporation or board uh, of directors emily murphy the <laughs> trump's chief at uh, the government services administration is job hunting she's looking oh, swell. looking for a job right on the heels of standing in the way of this uh, transition uh, you know standing she's, the way uh, she's a team player <laughs> That's right. I mean, this is something, this transition, the concession and then the transition is something that has happened in every single transition between president yep. and, a, and a subsequent president. The loser of the election concedes the election and we all move you, on, except for you, Donald Trump for some reason. Right. You think Obama liked handing the keys over to Trump? No. He knew what was, he knew what was coming and it, it had to have turned his stomach. To have done so, and yet he did it because that's how we do it. Can you imagine uh, and Gerald Ford handing the keys over to Jimmy Carter? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Same, same exactly. sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, a lot of there's there's always been well, not always, but frequently a bitterness. I'm very impressed with how Bush turned things over to uh, Obama, and I that in its own way was a stab at Democrats who either did or didn't put gum on the keys or the keyboards <laughs> when when the clinton administration left so yeah. I, I don't know what that was about but but bush uh bush made sure that obama had uh, what bush promised would be the best transition ever uh obama certainly provided trump with one and trump is being an a-hole yeah well i remember uh who was it who i think it was the clinton people removed all the w's off of the keyboards in the white house <laughs> well now that's just funny <laughs> Yeah, that's it a, was very funny. I mean, that's that, a prank. Yeah, it is a prank. And that's the distinction between normalcy and this fucked up nonsense that we've got going on right now in the White House. And right. Donald Trump, for his part, 
He's not just he's not removing letters from keyboards or stuffing cottage oh, cheese into people's drawers. He wants to bomb shit. That's what Donald right. Trump is doing. He's got, let's get us into a war with Iran in the Middle East in South Asia because you know what land wars in Asia always work out so well for people. And so let's do that right before I'm about to leave office. Why the fuck not? Well, he, uh, you know, on the troop withdrawals, he wants a legacy of uh, ending those wars. He actually wanted to take them all. And uh, fortunately, pressure from Congress, uh, even Republicans said, uh, and certainly from military people said, no, that's a very bad idea. Every, yeah. You know, every place we've pulled out of completely has gone to hell after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, that never, ever withdrawal, total withdrawal never, ever works out Yeah, uh, in, in a military sense. And uh, I, you know, so uh, this is what he wants his legacy to be is ending those wars. He's not going to get it. He's getting a partial withdrawal that can be reversed by Biden. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows how long the military could certainly drag its feet on implementing this. Uh, there are only 60 days left, eight weeks, hard to believe. Uh, you know, and, and the, as far as bombing Iran, it's an illustration certainly of how dangerous Trump is and how dangerous his mind is. But fortunately, uh, military and political advisors went to Trump and said, no, 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 you don't want to do that uh, because what's going to happen is you're going to cause a, a war that is going to be attached to you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and so that's not going to help your legacy at all. And so uh, I don't think the bombing of Iran is going to happen, but it is always scary that he thinks that's a good idea. Well, at the same time, pulling troops out of Afghanistan would be, uh, I think, a colossal mistake at this point. Sure, I mean, one of the sure. uh, the unforeseen problems with uh, George W. Bush just indiscriminately invading Afghanistan after 9-11 was the fact that what it has done the inability to quickly and swiftly destroy the Taliban has enabled the Taliban to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, be poised to right. step right into, step right across the border into Pakistan, get their hands on the uh, the nuclear weapons there, and that's the it, major it concern. Cre- yeah, yeah, it creates a vacuum. Where mm-hmm. we heard that before, it yeah. creates a vacuum, indeed. And you know, we should, we have to acknowledge this. We have sadly, because I know it's important to both you and I, spent very little, uh, almost no time talking about climate change. On yeah. the show because there have been <laughs> bigger <laughs> fires like saving the republic. <laughs> yeah, you got to save, got to save the republic to, to save the forest mm-hmm. essentially. And uh, so we haven't. I, I'm very excited not only about uh, Biden's proposals, but obviously very concerned about uh, the Trump administration, uh, the plan to lease uh, to auction off leases yeah. for uh, oil drilling sites in the arctic uh, wildlife refuge mm-hmm. uh, this is uh, a terrible rape of land i know rocky mountain mike agrees with this uh, vehemently uh in terms of our opposition to what trump's doing here and he's intentionally doing it before biden takes office it'll it, it, only lawsuits can slow it down it's the way it's set up now uh, those companies would already be up there with equipment before Biden could do anything about it. Uh, I think the lawsuits can slow it down until Biden gets in office, and then he can do something about it. That's right. Well, one of the last things Barack Obama said, just going back to Afghanistan real quick, one of the yes, last I'm things sorry, o- Obama yeah. said before he left office was the thing that kept him up most during his eight years as president was Pakistan. 
It wasn't Al-Qaeda. It wasn't ISIS. It was Pakistan, because Pakistan has nuclear weapons. And again, if the, the Taliban ends up getting in there and getting their hands on right. even one nuclear weapon, well... And that is their intention, yes. Yeah, yeah. And that's what happens when we pull those troops out of there. I mean, that's what's so fucked up about Afghanistan is because we're kind of stuck. We're kind of stuck in that you break it, you bought it kind of scenario, and George right. W. Bush fucking broke it. And so there, there's no choice at this point. Donald Trump thinks, well, okay, we can fuck over Barack Obama one more time. See, he was so scared about Pakistan. Well, fuck him. We're going to pull all the troops out of there. And it's, just, it's, right. uh, it's suicide. That's what that is. Yeah. It's Donald Trump yeah, he, breaking shit. Yeah, and, and again, some of this is to, I think, to sabotage Biden. I think a lot of uh, the monkey shines that we're seeing from the Trump administration <laughs> now, uh, the, the purpose is to fire up his base for whatever he thinks he's going to do next. Speaking of breaking shit, uh, we're going to take a, a quick break here, but just when we come back... <laughs> I gotta talk we're gonna about, break this shit right now. Yeah, I know. But I mean, good Lord, the Michigan Republicans are up to their own brand of fuckery. And we got to talk about that because that's a big fucking deal. This is a idiocracy on the march. And this is a case where, and, yeah, yeah, and with guns right behind them. <laughs> exactly right. Well, the season of thanks is upon us. The special day of turkey, family and football will be here before you know it. Before gathering with your family to share in your Thanksgiving traditions, it's important to allow some extra time for you, the time you need to take care of yourself, and to look your best for your loved ones if you're choosing to do that. With Plexiderm, all you need is 10 minutes, and you can look 10 years younger. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes, visibly reduce wrinkles, fine lines, even under-eye bags, in just a matter of minutes. The results are going to last for hours, so you can relax surrounded by loved ones, knowing you're always looking your best. You can try a six-application trial pack for $14.95 with free shipping when you visit buyplx.com slash sexy liberal or call 800-685-1292 and say the code sexy liberal you can also find the link at bobsuska.com on the podcast page this order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee make those wrinkles lines and under eye bags disappear with plexiderm visit buyplx.com slash sexy liberal or call 800-685-1292 and say the code sexy liberal at checkout thank you bob seska T-Rex, David Ferguson, and his... I knew uh, it. I recognize his voice. I'm sorry. That's This is great. I love this. Really great song. This is called Breaking Down. This is uh, his uh, latest project called Astral Summer. Astralsummer.bandcamp.com to support T-Rex's music here. Really great material. I mean, he would send me these demos just via text and say, oh, listen, this is what I'm working on. Oh, my God, you got to send that to me. I got to play it on the show. David, I like your voice, too. (laughs) I had to play it. Hi. You've said it all. (laughs) Okay, so Michigan Republicans 
fuckery <sighs> what are we talking about here oh they're trying to impeach gretchen whitmer you know yeah. for being a responsible grown-up apparently how big is that i know one republican state legislator has uh, proposed that as he does he have any support for that in uh, among other lawmakers uh, michigan state representative matt maddock said on sunday uh-huh. that he and a growing list of michigan legislators <laughs> will work to impeach governor whitmer maddock said fellow republican state reps dare rendon which is my favorite Star Wars character, <laughs> Bo LaFave, Ryan uh-huh. Berman, Shane Hernandez, and John Riley were among the lawmakers who would pursue Whitmer's impeachment. And it's for nothing. Except they said yeah. the list of violations is long and the call is overdue. The list of violations is protecting Michiganders from COVID. That's basically what it is. Doing the right thing. Right. Being right. a responsible governor of people, unlike the president of the United States. So this is the uh, the central thrust of what they're trying to but, do. This is all let's kiss Trump's ass and try to yeah. oust this woman. Well, it isn't just that. I mean, it's it's uh, but but these are our rights, uh, you know, kind of people. These are people saying, you know, yeah. you can't make me wear a mask. You can't you can't shut things down. Uh, and in fact, it's absolutely necessary from a public health standpoint. Mm. Uh, these are, I guess, uh, the Proud Boys or whoever they are. The, <laughs> The groups that falsely call themselves militias uh, have, uh, you know, have, have uh, taken notice of this. Uh, these are the same folks who uh, plotted the kidnapping and perhaps murder of uh, Governor Whitmer. Uh, so, you know, th- with everything that's said, when when uh, Trump's fake coronavirus advisor, Scott Atlas, uh, tells the people of Michigan to rise up, uh, and we've already had armed uh, occupations of the state house. That's a dangerous thing, uh, a very, very, very dangerous thing. Donald Trump started this process by Mm -hmm. presenting Mm -hmm. a false choice, a false dichotomy between uh, the pandemic and the economy and slash freedom slash red hats being able Mm -hmm. to shout and scream with their firearms anywhere they want. I mean, that is absolutely. Yeah, exactly. But it's not really a dichotomy that was valid or at all uh, rational because right because there is. A, a third solution. There is a middle way. You can yes. you can respond that what with what you need to do to prevent the pandemic, but you can also pay people to stay home. You can pay businesses right. to remain closed. This right. was a simple fucking solution that they could have enacted from the very and, beginning, and they refused to do it because Donald Trump would rather just indulge his people. This oh, is toxic right. populism at its worst. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's what this is all about. And and another thing that I've been preaching on to the friends who have to listen to me during the week <laughs> is, is education. Mm-hmm. The reason that a con man like Trump can move in and sell falsehoods mm-hmm. and have people buy them in mass quantities is because of ignorance, because these people were not educated. I know I've mentioned this on the show before. I'm going to emphasize it for the rest of my life. It's a I, one of my biggest charities to which I donate. It has to do with literacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe education is the most important tool we can use to make sure that we don't get into this situation again. Yeah. It will take a few generations. But if we start teaching the duty of citizenship, the importance of government, uh, the fascinating lessons of history and teach them in an interesting way, uh, a way that compels students to become 
informed good citizens, they buy this stuff from Trump because they don't know any better. Mm -hmm. He can make up shit about the government, which he does all the time, and they believe him because they don't know. If we had educated them, they would know. Mm -hmm. We failed. We failed to educate them, and we must correct that for the future. You know, Kimberly came up with an interesting idea the other night. I want to see what you think of this. She said uh, that, you know how we have these tests in order to get into college, uh, the SATs and whatever, there are tests to get into uh, grad school and so on. Why don't we have a test, a civics test, in order to graduate from high school? In order to get your diploma from high school, you have to pass a civics test. Seems to me as if that's not a bad idea. It might reduce the number of of high school graduates. I mean, there may be a few people that slip through the cracks that way. But for the most part, I think it's a a net positive thing, don't you think? Yeah, I think it's something, I I think that's a... I like the idea uh, because mm. it's a last check before they get out of high school, before we turn them loose to vote. Yeah. Uh, but but honestly, it really should start in grade school. Yeah. And it should be uh, government, uh, civics, uh, citizenship uh, should be part of every school year, yeah. in my opinion, all the way through for as young as you can start that. Uh, and uh, because and, and then uh, I think there'd be less need for the, such screening at the end of school. But but I wouldn't be against the screening either. Uh, I, I just think it's important that we teach it. I, I don't want it to be something they learn at the last minute and learn just enough to pass the test and get out. Yeah. I want it ingrained in them from an early age. Well, you hope that the uh, the consequences of that would be partially, at least, for schools to start teaching the test, <laughs> to start at least getting to that point where they're educating students to prepare them for that eventual end yeah. of high school civics exam that they'd need. But to take. I Even also was- I also want to teach passion. I want them. I want I want to not just produce passion, uh, not just informed students, but passionate students, yeah. students who yeah. are passionate about their duty as a citizen mm-hmm. uh, to understand and to participate. Yeah, because the alternative is uh, right now unacceptable. I mean, we have, uh, I yes. wrote for Salon today, uh, once again revisiting this uh, ongoing narrative that I have. Politics now is no longer right versus left. It's reality versus fiction. We have an entire right. population, 73 million Americans whose entire worldview is based upon whatever counterfactual gibberish Trump farts into the world, along mm. with you know saying whatever the opposite is of what liberals and Democrats are saying. That is what's driving all of these people. To, I mean, in a general uh, way, yeah, yeah. I think I think an element of the Republican Party and certainly the politicians of the Republican Party are doing that. I think a lot of Republicans have uh, supported Trump uh, for uh, selfish reasons, for financial reasons, and for conservative policy reasons, not because he's an uninformed a-hole. Uh, being being an uninformed a-hole is how he got the uninformed a-holes to vote for him, and those numbers were needed to get him elected. But, uh, you know, I, 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 I think many Republicans... Uh, have simply supported him not because they think he's a great guy, uh, although uh, a lot of the a lot of the red hats believe he's a hero for quote unquote speaking his mind. Uh, I think a lot of Republicans cringe at what Trump has said, but supported him for selfish 
financial and for conservative political reasons. It just seems like madness to me. I mean, how could they it look is. at this? That's, I just can't stop thinking about Green. how they looked at these past five, four or five years and gone, Green. yeah, this is all okay. To the, to the point went, where he was actually able to gain 11 million additional voters, uh, you know, based on the 2016 numbers to 2020. Yeah. In that period I of time, we, 11 yeah, million. We gained- we gained more new voters than he did in that mm-hmm. period of time uh, on the Democratic side. So, yeah, it's frightening that the numbers are what they are. And uh, like I said, a lot of people have supported him because he's a jerk. But a lot of people have supported him because he provides great cover for the conservative agenda and for corporate profits and mm-hmm. for protecting the rich. That's where. So not all of that support believes the things that he said. Uh, many of, if I, I, I hate to use the phrase the great unwashed, but many of the great <laughs> unwashed in those red caps who support him uh, do so out of ignorance and because they like his bully stance. Uh, but, but a lot of Republicans back him because he's made them richer. Well, these votes are all uh, at least a tacit endorsement of Donald yes. Trump's policies. Yes, and and it's yes, un- yes. undeniable. Plus, you've got yeah. this absolute fantasy land in which they live. And, and it was really underscored by this uh, Twitter thread that was posted by an emergency room nurse from South Dakota. It's been yes. making its rounds virally online. And she wrote this regarding the patients that she bumps into on a regular basis, treating a, a, one of the big hot spots in the country for COVID right now. She wrote the ones that stick out are those who still don't believe the virus is real. The ones who scream at you for a magic medicine, all while gasping for breath on 100% vapotherm. They tell you there must be another reason they are sick. They call you names and ask why you have to wear all that stuff because they don't have COVID because it's not real. And right. then they and then they stop yelling at you when they get intubated. And so that's intubation is what finally ends the doubt and probably probably still right. doubting it in their heads as they maybe cling we to don't life. Know. And, yeah. and, you know, at a certain point, huh, I, I, that has to be thinning of the herd. I mean, at a, <laughs> at a certain you can only do so much. I mean, there are a lot of people who do turn around who mm-hmm. say, oh, God, this thing is real after all. And I don't know what the percentage is of those who die believing and those who die still not believing. It's terrifying. But again, if we educated people, then it would be a lot harder for a con man to fool them in the future. That's absolutely true. And that's a process that I think needs to begin almost immediately because I I mean, yeah, yeah, I may may make that some work of mine. I mean, I want to I want to focus on that somehow uh, after I retire from doing the newscast, uh, I, I would like to make some contribution to that. Yeah. I don't I don't know a lot uh, about how to go about doing that, but I'm sure somebody can put me to work doing something. Well, Kimberly, was, another Kimberly suggestion was to uh, bring back Schoolhouse Rock and start making Schoolhouse Rock cartoons again. I agree. Again. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. 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 So invaluable. I mean, even, I have a political science degree, and I still go back to I'm just a bill sitting on Capitol Hill sometimes <laughs> yes. if I need to remember yeah. the, the process of how a bill becomes a law and uh yeah that's how indelible that was to an entire Mm -hmm. section of of people who grew up in the 70s and 80s and i think that's something that can come back and certainly with the internet there's plenty of visibility for a series of uh of civically minded cartoons even i am no uh, young enough to know it and love it 
Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, more illustration of, of what we're talking about here, the difference between reality and fiction. That million uh-huh. MAGA march over the weekend is going to ah. cause a, a gigantic and deadly spike in COVID infections right here in my backyard. Yes. Thank God. And uh, dozens upon dozens of the uh, these reckless, irresponsible uh, red hats are soon going to be intubated themselves in crowded ER somewhere, separated from their families at Christmas time, no less, but at least now they can say Merry Christmas. So thank God for Donald Trump. T-Rex, yeah, yeah, T-Rex tweeted today, and I really like this. He retweeted someone's remark that uh, a big family Thanksgiving means small Christmas funerals. That's exactly right. But I, it's undeniable. The, the fact that they've got now two incoming members of Congress who are QAnon believers uh, on the Republican side. <laughs> Good yeah, God. and they're you know what they're gonna multiply like fucking gremlins in the swimming pool. That's exactly they are not done. QAnon mm. is expanding, not contracting, and that's terrifying to me. Actually, that's not true. It's expanding in Europe. Uh, it is actually contracting here in the U.S. Is it really recent? Yeah, recent social media steps have helped that a little bit, hmm. and although they're still out there, uh, I think their numbers are dwindling. Two is not a coalition. Uh, they aren't going to get anywhere with what they're doing. Uh, it is unfortunate, very, that they're there uh, making fools out of themselves and taking advantage of the people who voted for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's right. And, and, and by the way, for those of you who wish I would yell at the media more, I think it was the New York Times. I don't remember now, but somebody, it doesn't matter who, somebody had published an article saying, oh, look, there are now members of QAnon and Black Lives Matter in Congress. <sighs> Hold the phone. Not the same thing. No. One is based in reality. The other is not. And I hate it, as you do, when the media falsely equates those two things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, we, we do have uh, what well, we've always had nuts in, in, in Congress. Uh, at a certain time, there was the John Birch Society. We had the Tea Party. Republic. It's always some idiots in, in Congress. You're always going to get that. And then you're always going to get some very intelligent uh, members of Congress as well, and hopefully they outnumber the idiots. I, I don't know that that flame is going to burn much longer. And a lot of QAnon people are disillusioned and leaving because of Donald Trump's defeat. Uh, believe it or not, some QAnon people have accepted the fact that, well, looks like Trump's lost. He was the guy who was supposed to save us all, and he didn't. He's gone now. And so they've lost their faith in, in QAnon. Uh, so, I don't know, stay tuned. I, I think as the direction of the country changes... Uh, with some of the peer pressure that I talked about on a previous episode, I think we can quiet down and minimize the number and minimize the effect of uh, the remaining Trumpsters. Well, they those QAnon people make Alex Jones look like Walter Cronkite. I mean, <laughs> the, it's so insane, the things they believe. JFK Jr. is still alive. There's a cabal of celebrities and government workers who are you know kidnapping children and drinking their blood or whatever the fuck that is. Uh, the, all these mass shootings are false flags, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They Don't are- forget the lizard people. <laughs> 
they have gone bye-bye. Even the lizard people conspiracy theory is too conventional for QAnon. I think there, <laughs> there's a guy who is pranking millions of people right now. Whoever this Q is, is engaged in the world's biggest, uh, like, Andy Kaufman joke. Maybe it is Andy Kaufman. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe but it's Sasha I, Baron Cohen. I don't know. I, I, I don't know that there ever is or ever was a person named Q. I, the, the believers themselves at one time, many of them thought it was Trump. Many of them thought it was someone close to Trump. Yeah. Uh, but I think they see now, uh, some of them do anyway, that uh, no, no, it isn't that at all. And maybe yeah. there is no Q. I, I, can you imagine not believing in Q? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, you have Q-theists. So, yeah, uh, Martha Raddatz, uh, just as we wrap up here, Martha Raddatz uh, talked to some Trump supporters. I don't understand this compulsion to talk to Trump supporters, irrespective yeah. of whether Trump wins or loses. It seems like we're utterly fascinated with these people. And look, if... ABC News and Martha Raddatz are conducting some sort of sociological experiment. They're they're studying. They're like on the ground, like uh, nature documentarians or something like that, studying Jane a pack Goodall. of hyenas. Yeah, or Jane, right. Jane Goodall studying the monkeys. Uh, they should let us know if that's the motivation, because otherwise they just seem to be randomly obsessed with talking to Trump supporters who inject nonsense into the dialogue. Right. Like for example, the right. one Trump supporter was saying, can the masks really defend a microbe coming through the weaving of the fiber? I kind of doubt it. Well, you know, science and experts don't doubt it. The head of the right. CDC doesn't doubt it. I mean, right. This is getting broadcast on network, for God's sake. I, I know. Why? I Why? I, I, this, this has been another sermon of mine this week, and, and that is that it really is time to stop paying attention to Trump, to QAnon, to, to a lot of these people. I mean, and I don't mean ignore them so they can sneak up on you and bite you in the ass. I mean, stop amplifying them. I have to, uh, and this is not directed at you, Bob, but, <laughs> but, I, but I have... Thank but you for thinking of me, at least. But but it is revenge for the laughing. So <laughs> I will. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. I. It's fun. I, we. Yeah. Here's here's our philosophy on the show. Uh, uh, one of us thinks it's okay to agree to disagree, and the other one disagrees. <laughs> so. <laughs> that's, that's, thank you. Thank you. You've said it all. I'll be here all week, but you know, uh, I, I gotta. I just think it's time to stop paying attention. We need to stop amplifying. I was amused slash disgusted on Saturday in the course of the uh, million idiot march that was really just ten thousand. My God, they have trouble with math. Uh, the fact that so many progressives were retweeting video of this, say, "Oh, oh my gosh, isn't this awful?" Well, it isn't anything at all if you stop amplifying and, and, and repeating it and broadcasting it. Uh, pay them no mind. Ignore them. That, that's the thing that bullies and other attention seekers hate the most mm. is ignoring them. And I know people are going to say, well, why didn't you ignore Trump in the early days? Well, because he became president and you kind of have to cover that. But mm -hmm. uh, when he's not president anymore and when his supporters are no longer a party in power, uh, I think it's okay, especially considering their level of ignorance and disinformation, 
that it's past time to ignore them. Stop amplifying the right and Abby, take away their platforms. They're going to get amplified whether we do or not. It's mm. going to get. It's they're going to be a thing. They're going to make enough of a stink that they're going to no, make no. news. And I feel like at the very least, we need to respond. We can't let you know this fuckery go unanswered because Most then that's the- when it metastasizes. That's when it becomes part of the dialogue rather than something that is debunked. And well, then also that it is damaging to our culture, our society, our government, our republic. Indeed. And so, yeah. So these are the reasons why, yeah. All the the more reason not to amplify it if it's doing damage. I just, I I don't see the point. A lot of these things are not even covered by the media, so they're not getting amplified except on social media where progressives, because they like to either because they like to do battle or because they like to be outraged or because they like to feel doomed, uh, retweet this stuff and continue to amplify it. I, I think that's the wrong approach. I think you become guilty of spreading their disinformation by amplifying them, by showcasing them. I, I just, I, I, I have very strong feelings about that, that I think it's a mistake to do that. You can't ignore the problem that exists with them that that has to be addressed i think education and law enforcement and a lot of other things can take care of of that uh, i don't know that uh, you know certainly posting the videos has not stopped uh the right-wing violence and uh i i think if we stop giving them platform uh, it will at least diminish, if not go away entirely. Again, it's going to make its rounds. I mean, look at the what are the top 10 most viewed pages on Facebook are like Ben Shapiro and Dan Bongino and Donald Trump. Every single week, right. week in, week out, Facebook, top 10, those guys. And it seems to me as if, well, they're already being amplified, and it's not because I'm talking about them or not because Keith Olbermann or Rachel Maddow is talking about them either. It's They just are amplified because of the but, platform they have, the, so, the fact that social media is an open source for this stuff. And so, therefore, it seems to me as if allowing that to go unanswered is letting the pitch we, sail on by. We should call it two Facebook because <laughs> there are two Facebooks. Yeah. I don't see very many conservative posts at all on my Facebook feed. Mm. Uh, some of this involves blocking. Yeah. Uh, some of it involves people unfriending me or blocking me. The end result is there are two different worlds there on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, likewise, and I and I think that's true on Twitter. Although, really, uh, Bob, now that John Tesh has moved to parlor, <laughs> what's the point? And yeah, well, that's. Uh, I mean, that's what that's what they're eventually going to marginalize yeah. themselves. I mean, yeah, that's that's, right that's a good point. I mean, there are that's, they are moving over to parlor well, where they can just yell at each other and not have to worry about you know facts and reality. That's a lot of it. We are so divided now, even into our separate medias and our separate social medias, that I, I don't I don't think there are that many people in the middle ground, and I think uh, that they either support what's happening in the streets in terms of right-wing violence or they don't and uh, I think they take sides accordingly. Yes, indeed. Well, we're going to talk about uh, COVID a little bit more. There's a vaccine on the way. We're going to do that on the post-mortem show. That's coming up on our Patreon page. Patreon.com slash Bob Seska Show. If you want to subscribe, $5 a month is all it takes uh, over on our Patreon page. If you want to sign up for a little bit more, maybe $10 a month, you can get the uh, two post-mortem shows every week, plus the Friday after party with me and Kimberly Johnson. You Yay. definitely want to tune in for that. That's going to be lots of fun. Uh, as I said, no shows next week. 
week. We're going to take a week off. I have to refresh my brain for a while. I just have to I, I pop it out of my ear and stick it in the fridge for a while. You know, where Kimberly and I have sex all the time in, <laughs> exactly. in the fridge. And that's where I also leave my brain. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that means. Mm. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, Buzzberbang news and comment. The final additions. Every Thursday, of course, this coming up Thursday as well. That's buzzburbank.com, right. also realmnetwork.com, and everywhere you get your podcasts. Don't miss these uh, these final newscasts from the great Buzz Burbank. And, uh, and thank you for everything you've done, my friend. Oh, thank you for everything, Bob. And stay tuned for the postmortem show, but just know that it has to be stored at 100 degrees below Fahrenheit. <laughs> yes, indeed. All right. Well, have a great Thanksgiving week, my friend. And You uh, too, Bob. Yeah, man. Meanwhile, uh, the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network is found at sexyliberal.com. It is your podcast superstation. I think there's a uh, Sexy Liberal virtual tour show coming up this Saturday, too, so make sure to get tickets for that. I think it's the uh, Thanksgiving edition, and it may... I don't know. I have no idea. I was almost... I was going to say, it may be the last one of the year, but I have have no idea. I'm not in the loop. Yeah, yeah. At least expect it to be the last one of the year. Maybe do that. That's a good way to motivate you to buy some tickets. Uh, And it is endlessly hilarious. Okay, folks, that's it for the show. See you uh, tomorrow on the interview show, I think. I'm in a mad scramble for a guest booking. So just let you know. It may or may not go down. Don't leave social media or you'll miss it. (laughs) Take care, folks. Bye-bye. Happy Thanksgiving. When you say Buzz Burbank, you've said it all. The season of giving thanks is upon us. Right now, the special day of turkey, family, and football will be here before you know it. Before gathering with your family to share in your Thanksgiving traditions, it's important to allow some extra time for you. The time you need to take care of yourself and to look your best for your loved ones. With Plexiderm, all you need is 10 minutes and you can look 10 years younger. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes, visibly reduced wrinkles, fine lines, and even under-eye bags in just a matter of minutes. Plexiderm even works on laugh lines, too. Numbers 11 and crow's feet take 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes we are talking about photoshop in a can you can try a six application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit buyplx.com slash sexy liberal or call 800-685-1292 and say the code sexy liberal this order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee in case you don't like it make those wrinkles lines and under eye bags disappear with plexiderm visit buyplx.com slash sexy liberal or call 800-685-1292 and say the code sexy liberal at checkout. Thank you.